I'm Allie J. And I'm Crystal O. And welcome to Not Your Token Black Girl, where we recover from spreading black girl magic wherever we go. From careers and cocktails to men and mental health, we're breaking it all down on what it means to wear the token crown. So if you've ever said, I'm not your token, fill in the blank, then this podcast is for you. A fun and witty show that's a little bit shady, but 100% true. It's Saturday brunch combo with the girls in a quick 20 minutes. Now let's get started. Happy Thanksgiving. On today's episode of Not Your Token Black Girl, we're discussing how we're celebrating Turkey Day during the pandemic and everything we're grateful for in 2020. All right. How was your week? It was good. Um, Yeah, nothing to complain about. Nothing to be excited about. Just, you know, it's a good week. No news is good news in my world. I feel that. How was your week? My my ear felt (laughs) good. (laughs) my week was good just busy like I don't know I finished my book um that I've been telling you you know I've been reading that everything is figure outable well I read it and then when I first like read and listened to it I didn't do the activity so then I reread it this week and did the activities and you would be happy to know that I'm basically gonna start playing the guitar, being a dancer, expanding my business. You're doing all the things. You're a renaissance woman. Yeah, it's like, and it, it like coined this term, like this term, um, shit, what did she say? A multi-passionate entrepreneur. And I was like, oh my gosh, light bulb. That is yes. my issue. It's because like, cause every day I wake up and I have like a billion ideas of what I want to do. And my ADHD doesn't help, but like, it's like my ideas are just all over the place and I want to do everything. And so she like helped me coin that through the book. And so I'm really excited about that. And I what's the book called again? It's called Everything is Figureoutable by Maria Far- uh, Farlio. And she has like a um, podcast as well and like all these helpful, like this course or whatever. But I just read the book and I was so inspired. I didn't read it two times already. Just because I'm like, I'm, I need to like make this happen. Like I need to reorganize my life. And then I'm starting this book called Get Things Done. Okay. Um, it's a little, it's, it's probably not my favorite so far, but I don't know. Yeah. Everything's figureoutable. I recommend it to anybody listening. And of course to you, like, I think you should, it just helps you kind of prioritize and like think things through what That's you want to do. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. So because of the book, I had a very, very good week and I've got a lot done and I'm excited to share my new adventures as they come about. Good for you. Yay. Look at you getting stuff done, figuring it all out. Girl, I'm sure trying. I love it. I love it. Well, tis the season. The holidays are upon us. For our listeners who don't know, I am the family Grinch. I, I love the holidays. I just don't like the pomp and circumstance that comes with them. Like, I don't want to put up my tree. I don't want to decorate. I don't want to cook. I just want to sit down and just chill. But if you belong to a black family, especially a black family from the South, you know, that ain't happening. And it's Thanksgiving week. Yay, yay. How are you getting down in these COVID times? Girl, at my black home. (laughs) 
I'm getting down. <laughs> my mother-in-law has asked my, so to start, my mom was going to do like an outdoor thing at her place. And she was like, we can all just go, you know, no one's coming in, but we can have like a little outdoor situation and just our family and like, let's eat together. But when you, again, we got a big black family from the South, like everybody, that means everybody and their mama gonna want to come over and we're trying to keep it small. So you can't really, like, I just didn't feel comfortable doing that without inviting like my cousins and like my aunts and like, I don't want to do that. Right. So then I thought about, I was like, well, maybe I'll just do it at my house since my mom is low key. Like she is not breaking the rules and me, I'm like, we'll just do it in my backyard. Everybody wear face masks. Like, let's make this happen. Yeah. But then I started looking at the list. It's, it's a big old list. And then Texas is stage four again. Yeah. Uh, actually, that just happened like a few days ago. Like there were stage four. So I'm like, well, now I'm not doing anything. And so my mother-in-law asked and she was like, she's like, well, maybe we just come and sit out on the patio. We all bring our own food. I'm like, well, that just doesn't feel like, I don't know. So I'm just as of now, I'm cooking my own Thanksgiving for my man and my baby, and we're going to sit here and look at each other and eat together. So good for you and Mama O for following the rules. Mm-hmm. Yolanda Jackson over here <laughs> acting like she can't catch COVID, can't give COVID. She just out in these streets reckless. In these streets. And mom, if you're listening to this, yes, I'm sharing your business that you aren't acting right. <laughs> So I've convinced her we will end up probably going to my mom's, not probably, we're going to my mom's, but I have told her like, hey, no friends, nobody extra. My grandmother will be there. So, um, you know, that's fine. She's pretty much in the house, but I'm like, I, we need to be taking this seriously. So that's probably what we're going to do, but I'm nervous because I listen to the data and the scientists and the facts and they're like looking around your Thanksgiving table. There's a chance that somebody that you're eating Thanksgiving dinner with won't be there for Christmas. And we've already had a scary bout with COVID. They don't know if you can, or they're saying some people have gotten reinfected and it could be worse. It could be better. Like they don't know. And so. No, it's so scary. That's why, I mean, I won't lie. Like I've been in these streets and but I've been trying to like I've been as safe as possible and I do still see my mom and my mother-in-law like because I kick it with them so like I see them I still see a few of my friends that are also being super safe um and you know like I said I wanted to have Thanksgiving at my house like in my yard but then when we became stage four I was like maybe that's not the best idea um and then I just have too many family members yeah. And I can't exclude people. Like if it was one of those things where I was like, maybe just my mom, my dad, my mother-in-law, my, my uh, father-in-law, then it'd be different. But girl, I got aunts, uncles, cousins, my brother, his family. Like it's just too, you already get to like 30, 40 people that easy. Like my friends, like, so it's a whole thing. Um, how are you having those conversations? Like, how do you say we're not coming mom. I think that's what I'm struggling with the most. Like my sister has already said, Hey, I'm probably, my sister lives in Chicago. She, her and her husband were planning to drive down. Chicago's going back under lockdown. Yeah. Um, You know, my brother-in-law's in in Chicago too. And we just told him, don't, 
don't come. My mother yeah. was like, don't even come. Like, stay there. Stay safe. Like, that's it. Don't even go to your little girlfriend's house. Like, you got to be at home. Yeah. But- so how do you have that conversation? Because I got to be honest. My family is, and by my family, I mean my mom and brother. So if they're listening, yes, I'm calling you out. Um, I don't think my brother is taking it seriously at all. Um, my mom kind of like she's in these streets she wears her mask but like she just had like a shindig with all of her sisters they weren't wearing no mask like it's just like how do you have the conversation and I'll admit I was over there because she made German chocolate cake and I had to give me a piece from me and Mike before those greedy goblins ate it all up so I took a risk as well but like mama's house too (laughs) how do you have the conversation with family members I'm like my mom isn't old but you in that category honey bun like yeah you don't need to get COVID or worse than that you don't need to get COVID and I realize you have COVID and pass it to my grandmother who is definitely high risk. I mean, yeah. how do you have those conversations with your family at the holidays when you're so used to gathering together family, friends, and some people are going to be okay so with that tough. this year. And some people like me and Mike are like, we're not that comfortable with that. Yeah. I think like, <sighs> I don't know. So my mom has been the biggest like advocate of being of safety. Right. But she also has like breathing issues. She has asthma, like all this stuff. And so, and she's had about 35 COVID tests at this point, all negative, but like she gets them every other day if she can. Yeah. Um, And so with her, it wasn't even a, a discussion. Like I didn't have to tell her like, no, she told me no. And even to this, like now, like if I go over my mom's house, I'm wearing a mask if we're close together. Like it, we're six feet apart, we're wearing masks, or we're sitting on the patio and hanging out. Like, she's like been strict with it. My mother-in-law, she's been really respectful as well. Um, But you know what's weird is my grandma, she's 87. You can, they don't behave. She's not behaving. And so I had to tell her because she was like, well, if your mom's not doing anything, your mother-in-law's like, why don't you come over to your aunt's for Thanksgiving? We're gonna have a thing. I said, grandma, I'm not like, what don't you get? Like, I'm not doing that. I don't want to be around all them people. And I said, why are you even doing that? You're 87. Right. But girl, she'd be in these streets. The other day I went down to her shop and she's giving the homeless people like, and my grandma has a homeless community that love her. They call her mama. Cause you know, she has a shop on sixth street and she takes care of them and they're all really sweet people. But she's going up, she's hugging them. She's like, and my dad gets so mad because it's his mom. He gets so mad. He's like, mom, like put your mask on. Like you can't, you can't just be doing interactions like that anymore. Cause we want to hug you. We want, you know, Um, but it's just so hard to even have conversations like that. When you have like your grandparents that aren't getting sick, but are like not following the rules, telling them, Hey, like still follow the (laughs) rules. all the rules and I'm not coming for Thanksgiving right yeah but I did come up with some ideas like so what are you actually going to do are you gonna y'all are gonna go to your mom's right we are gonna go to my mom's for Thanksgiving um what I'm mainly concerned about is Christmas because like I don't even want to think about 
not seeing my sister for Christmas, right? Like she wasn't, she went with uh, my brother-in-law's family last year. So it's like, it's our year. So um, I'm going to be really sad to not have her here for Christmas. So I'm trying to figure out how I can convince my mom and brother to really take this seriously, really quarantine for two weeks because my sister's job, as many of our like veteran listeners know, she works for the government. She runs yeah. communications for um, a, a governor. And so she is responsible for reporting out the death stats as she calls them. And so she lives and breathes this every single day. Yeah, And she definitely has COVID fatigue, right? It's just her and her husband in their Chicago apartment. Um, And they've been quarantined essentially since this kicked off. Now they'll go for a drive or they'll go out to a park and walk around. But besides that, they've been in their house. They did drive down when we were struggling with COVID earlier this summer. But besides that, they have been in their house. Yeah, Um, And so when she calls us and she sees like us all hanging out or my mom has random friends coming in and out of the house like it stresses her and so she and her husband have made the decision you know we probably will not come down for Christmas because they don't feel comfortable like based on what they see us doing and so for me and Mike I think our biggest challenge is we have a nanny who comes in every day to care for Aria. Um, And I explained that to them that our nanny is taking it very seriously. So like we have to have childcare to be successful in our jobs. But if we can get my mom and brother to really take this seriously and quarantine and not have, I won't call them randoms in the house, but people that don't need to be in the house there, would they feel comfortable coming down? So that's the type of conversation I'm prepping to have over Thanksgiving dinner. Um, you know, of course, we'll be able to see them via Zoom and things like that, but it's just nothing like having them physically there. So what are your tips? Yeah, that re- that, that is tough. For me. But that's honestly the reason that I told my family, I was like, Thanksgiving, like I love Thanksgiving because I like to eat, but Christmas is my jam. Like I love, like love and and festivities and Jesus like I just want to be around all my people so I'm like let's lay low for Thanksgiving and then Christmas we in there like that's my thought process so I get what you're saying for charity because like I'd be so sad if I didn't get to see my brother like during or sister in your case right yeah but my tips and my ideas for Thanksgiving um and I heard I seen like I don't know if it was AOC someone said on Twitter but doing like a zoom or a recipe everybody brings like a recipe that they teach and have like individual cooking shows and you like I mean it's a lot of organization that has to take place but like Mm -hmm. I thought that was a cute idea to like like I'll have my recipe I'll share the recipe and the ingredients prior to the day and then at this time slot is my cooking show and we all cook one thing together and then the next person, we cook that item to, you know, like stuff like that. So it's interactive and it feels like we're hanging out. I thought that was a cute idea. And then we're, we are going to do a Zoom like game time because um, I have family feud. So we're doing that, which I think is going to be fun. Yeah. We may not do the cooking show because my family, like they, the lack, I don't know if we're going to be organized enough for that adventure. <laughs> but I think it's a cute idea. Like I would love to do it. 
That is super um, cute. But the game thing, we're going to play uh, Family Feud on Zoom, of course. And I'm going to go help my grandma actually hook up her TV and stuff prior to so that she can like engage. Um, but because I haven't been able to see my grandma at all. Like I've seen her probably not my dad's mom, my mom's mom, because she has like COPD and all these really serious things. Yeah. Um, so I'm like protect her at all costs. Yeah. But I seen her from like the balcony one day of her place a while back. It was like way far ago. But um, but yeah, so we're going to do family Zoom game night. And then and I thought of this idea. I don't know if it's like a cool one, but this might be cool for someone else. Like a drive by Thanksgiving where you like shit like to give your family member plates and just like oh that's cute so that everybody doesn't have to cook because I know like my one cousins I don't know if they're gonna all cook and they always want to like eat over with me so I thought about doing like little individual things and like doing a drive-by and we could all see each other but I like that that's cute those were just my little tips but I do want to I think it's important for Thanksgiving to lay low and then hopefully things when things clear up so that during Christmas we can just be together. Like, I just want to like hug and love and like oh, hang God. out with my family and <laughs> like, you know, like little things like that. You don't, I had, you know, you just don't think about until it's something like this where you can't do it. No, that is so true. Like for all of my Grinch ways, like huh. the holidays do mean a lot. Like I'm thinking about my in-laws, like I was talking mm-hmm. to my sister-in-law the other day and looking at my niece and they live in Nigeria. And so I haven't seen them for two years. When I saw my yeah. niece, she was a newborn. Um, we celebrated um, her and Ari's first Christmas together um, in 2018. And yeah. so she went from this gorgeous, beautiful, little helpless newborn. And now she's a talking two-year-old toddler, right? Oh. And so it would just made me sad because... I feel like we are missing so many important milestones in families' lives and time stops for no one, unfortunately. And this pandemic has kind of robbed us of a year, um, which which is sad. But I guess one thing I do have to be thankful for is we live in a time where we do have technology, right? We haven't been able to physically see and hug on each other, but we have been able to see each other grow and change over this year. Thanks to zoom or, or FaceTime or WhatsApp video or whatever the technology is that you use. And so that really has been such a blessing to be able to keep in touch that way because sometimes you need more than a phone call you want to actually lay eyes on your family members and see them Um, especially the littles you know Aria was one the last time she saw her Oma and Opa um, and her uncle and because they came over last year for her first birthday and now she is almost two and a half she's talking she's counting she's doing all the things And so I'm just so grateful that even though we can't physically be together, they can at least see her on video and, and watch her grow up that way this past year. Yeah, man. It's crazy. It's also, Zoom, like, come through Zoom. I know. Like, the way they swoop, swooped in and really trampled over Skype is still kind of disheartening. Like, but I wasn't a fan of Skype. I used to Skype all the time. I just feel like Skype did not rise to the occasion at all it's really sad i don't know 
but yeah i think that that's a good like that whole the whole uh, um being able to at least have technology is like something to be thankful for we're not yeah. having even though i did tell albert i was like i kind of miss or no ava brought this up to me the other day she was like someone because she's going to school they had she goes to private school so it's a little different small whatever but um they someone wrote a note did she just write notes in school girl yeah girl she told me she was like oh my gosh someone wrote a note to me and slipped it under the door and she said and then I wrote back and we just were going back and forth on paper and she was so she was like oh my gosh it was so fun like I was like, girl, that's how we used to get girl, down. that's how we used to communicate. It wasn't no text messages. And so I told Albert recently, I was like, should we just start writing love letters to each other and girl. Like, become each other's pen pals? Like, I think that is a lost art form. Like, I know prisoners have to do that, but like, I, I, in some way, are we not? Like, we are sitting up in our homes. We like, are locked down. Yes. I'm like, how fun would it be? But then I thought about the postal system. I was like, there's a whole situation going on there. Don't actually but, mail it because it might not get there. Girl, that's what the dilemma is. But how fun is that too? I was like, that'd be so cute just to have like little friendship pen pals. So I wrote Albert a note. He still ain't responded. It's the whole thing. <laughs> Albert's so disrespectful. <laughs> I'm telling you, I ain't even talked to him in a whole day because he ain't responded to my little note. Look, and Ugly. then the thing is you can't see if it, he read it. Like, I'm trying to tell you, no re-receipts. Nothing. No little three little dots letting you know if he's responding or not. You just silent. Sick of it. So there have been things that I'm thankful for. Like, I'm sad, but I will say COVID has forced me especially to really slow down because before this, I was literally running myself into the ground. And so I have to say that I am thankful for the slower pace of life. Um, I know my grandmother is from East Texas. And so um, we'll go out there. And I used to, not that I didn't enjoy going out there, but it was kind of a chore because my phone doesn't necessarily always work. Like this is stereotypical living. There's horses, like it's a whole setup. But now, and she used to tell me like, enjoy the slower pace of life before you have to go back to the city and before yeah. I'd be like yeah it's cute for a little bit but I'm ready to get back on my grind this entire year it seems like I have been transported back to the 1960s where everything is just slower like yeah. we have every meal together as a family like we have talked more than we've ever had to talk because we're working side by side Mike and I share an office now yeah. and we have time to take Aria to the park and really bond with her and, and be I with her. And so I will say for all of the terrible that COVID has brought, I am thankful for the slower pace of life. Yeah. I, I second that. I think I, if I have to say one thing that I'm thankful for, it is the time that I've had to reflect and, you know, on, myself what I'm doing slow down and think things through and then having this time with my family with Albert and with Ava and just like learning each other more trying to build that relationship I mean me and Albert we hang tough you know even before COVID but this I think we've had to get creative with like how we date because we can't go out and we can't like do stuff 
you know, we was, we used to stay at a bar and, you know, Friday, we'd go to a restaurant every payday. It's like payday dinner, you know, like, you know, stuff like that. And now it's like getting creative and cooking together. Or we did like, we kicked it on our, we got a deck built. So we like set up our heaters and went out there and like cuddled and talked like, you know, like just stuff like it's forced us to really connect even with Ava, like having this time to start talking to her more and play family game nights and like stuff like that. So I think I'm thankful for COVID for that, right? It's like a blessing in disguise. A lot of business stuff happened that I think was really good. Yeah. Um, I lost my business. Thank God. You were over it though. I was so over it. I was over that last year. (laughs) I was so over it. Like, I had to get over like the pride factor and the loss, like yeah. all of the sweat, blood, and tears. But then when I realized, Heffa, you were over this business anyways, like let mm-hmm. that go and go find something that yeah. you're truly passionate about. So I'm grateful for that. Um, I'm grateful oh, for the good. passive income it's turned into. So, you know, I've yeah. reaping the fruits of my labor, but I, I have to admit, I am glad to shed that business and and move on yeah i know that's that's awesome i think that may you made a really tough decision during covid i did that was a really tough decision but that was really i mean it's been beneficial right like it spun out into something better that you're actually a, a lot more passionate about and you like yeah and i think that that's even kind of helped me process the what I was doing with my business and getting serious about stuff like you know my business was one of those things that kind of fell into my lap I've always again I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur I legit want to do every single thing but I think having you to be like let's focus like (laughs) you can't be start a dance team and a cheer squad and be a musician in Amsterdam with and your wine collection your sales organization and start a wine brand like <laughs> and do this influencer marketing stuff like it's just so I think having you to show me that and focus I'm thankful for that as well right yeah. like and then my book helped yeah yeah having yeah. time to read I'm thankful for that I was about to say because oh. I'm not trying to sound ignorant but I can't remember the last time I read a book like I just don't Girl. have time I know it was I read part of a book, but I haven't read a <laughs> full. Part. Well, you know, I read Baby Wise and Toddler Wise as a thing, you know. Oh, God. Being okay. a mother to Aria. But I was able to read like bits and pieces. I haven't been able to like, the last book I read cover to cover was The Help. My oh, name. God. <laughs> and one of Dave's. And that was before Aria was born. Like, so I'm just grateful for the space to have clarity of thought because when you're running a million miles a minute and you don't have time to really stop and think you're just making decisions but COVID you just locked up in the house you got nothing but time to think thinking about how you're gonna pay your next bill how you're gonna survive this what's really best for my family what do I really want professionally personally whatever um yeah, I know. Read that book, though. I'm telling you. Or what I did for the first time, I think you have to read it more than once because it actually talks about what you just said, that you don't have time. Because you, 
we are all stretched thin, yeah. but everything is figure outable. And if you prioritize your, the first activity is writing down for seven days, everything you do from start to finish. And you'll realize how many little things that you do that you can take that time and instead dedicate like an hour, right? So yeah. like reading or like self-reflecting or something, you know? So I, I think that there's value in that. And I think it'd be helpful. So if you want to start reading, but I also have some other book recommendations. I won't get into them right now. I don't, I just think that having time to read has been like pretty inspiring to me. Are these on audio? Um, so I have, so I have everything is figure outable, the hard copy and the audio and then get things done is ju I just have the book. Yeah. Um, but I try to read it in my voice, like not in my work voice, like in my head, I read it in like a fun voice because it's kind of slow and boring, but yeah. it's like good principles. And then, you know, I started rereading small doses. Um, yeah. Amanda Seals book. Love that. Yeah. But I just needed to do that. And then Black Privilege, Charlemagne, do you know? Have you heard of that? Black I have Privilege? heard of it, but I haven't dove into it. So I bought that book a while back and I just like never read it. Mm. Um, and so I'm going to start reading that one because I'm super interested in that. And my uncle just came out with a book called what? yeah um ignite your excellence i think Ooh. that's what it's called so you should check that out and read that one but no th none of those are on audio but you can get everything is figure outable on audio and okay. but i would encourage you to get the hard copy too because the activities you, you can do them on audio but it's just better to have them to where you can go back and read you know yeah yeah and bookmark and like i don't know it just has some pretty powerful tips but we're yeah, gonna post these on the gram. I'm oh, gonna post yes. these on the gram. I yeah. planned on it, but you know how bad I am with the Instagram. I'm gonna post these though, because I do really have some good I some good recommendations for books. Cool. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Turkey Day. I hope Yay. everybody has a great Thanksgiving. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. This is Allie J. And I'm Crystal O. And that's it for this week. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 12 p.m. Central for another episode of Not Your Token Black Girl. And also be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google. And follow me at Basic Alley on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Crystal O.